You must never lose your zest for Nerd 35. For the nerdiness, the four eyes. You must never lose your nest. Your, your nest. You must, <laughs> don't lose your nest. You must never lose your zest for pocket protectors, the Glee Club, Chess Club, and after-school specials with potato chips and peanut butter and jam. Student council. <laughs> we know a guy named Halsey uh, from the St. Jude days. And nothing against him, smart guy, sure, but he ran for student council, and I remember his speech, John. What grade was this? Fifth grade. Fifth grade student council. Class representative? That was it. <laughs> there was an alternate in case one got assassinated. You could have to <laughs> step in. Yeah, yeah a vice. Right, the vice. So his speech for student council was, uh, okay, you know my name. It's John White, so let's get down to basics. And then he started pitching, expanding that the. True? That's true. I'm not. Oh. I'm not exaggerating. Such a. You such know a my name. It's John White. Now this is the kid that when we went around the, the class in second grade and everyone listed their or everyone mentioned their uh, their middle name, and most of it was you know Bible names: Joseph, Daniel, John, Matthew. It, Matthew. It comes to John White, who at that time everyone knew him just as John White. Paul's younger brother, he responds, Halsey. And the whole <laughs> class erupted like he just told the greatest joke of all time. And uh, that was his name ever since then. It was Halls, the Hallsmeister. Is, is that what he said, though? Halsey, like just like that? He was like, uh, you know, Mr. Hassinger, Daniel, Mr. White, Halsey. Halsey. <laughs> Like he was trying to slip it in there. Like right. he didn't know the whole class was going to go, what? what? Halsey? Halsey. I mean, even to this day, it is still a strange name. Yeah, I, I've never met anyone named Halsey in my life. Very outdated. Never uh, even heard never, that name. And didn't make like a comeback at all. Um, <laughs> it's not the Sophia of 2016. Where right, exactly. It, it's not making a comeback. Um so Have you seen anyone with that name since, like in any kind of book or history? I've never seen that that word ever. No, no. I, I And it's funny because there's a character in um, Boardwalk Empire named Chalky White. And I used to always in my head call him Halsey White. <laughs> it's Halsey White. Nice to meet you, sir. You're a great actor. Uh, that's not my real name and the name of the show is not even Halsey. You're Halsey, kid. You got to go places. Just like this Dusselganger. <laughs> so he, he did this uh, – he did the student council speech, and I remember it was "Let's get down to basics." And I thought I thought basics was like a funny word for like a fifth grader to say. Like I, I stuck right. out. I was like, "That's kind of why I probably remember it today." I'm like, "Ha, huh, basics." Are you even old enough to know what the basics are? Yeah. Right. <laughs> and then, then his his big pitch, his big campaign pitch was he would expand the. You remember the corner of the recess yard at St. Jude <laughs> with the. Uh, <laughs> The volleyball court. He was going to expand like the um, that area for like kickball into like the brush. Remember how like between the oh, church right. parking yeah, lot there was yeah, like the brush. Yeah, yeah. like he like, like that area where like trolls lived. Right. You know, like the, for some reason there weren't any like barriers or any fence, and we could just wander into the woods if we wanted to. Yeah, and, and like a ball would get lost there, and it was like yeah. who's going to get it? As you know, sand lot. Yeah, right. Like it disappeared into the brush, and we had to like devise plans to get a kickball back. James Earl Jones is going to come out and scold you for walking on his begonias. Yeah. 
course. So Holly wanted like Walt Disney to smash the brush and turn it into a a what? He was going to expand the recess yard into the brush, but the recess right. yard was like a square mile. I don't know what else we needed. Like it was pretty big as it is. There wasn't like you know eight thousand kids like a Chinese refugee camp. Being like I, I have nowhere to go. You know, Where's, it was fun. Right, yeah, like. We weren't on top of each other. What are you going to yeah. put back there, Hallsmeister? He lost the election. He was the only kid that really wanted to to win, to run, and he uh, – I think he, he, he ran it. against like someone like Chad Munn or something, someone that right. didn't even write the speech that he gave and everyone voted for him. <laughs> Which reminds <laughs> me of a funny story. You know how like classroom politics when you're growing up, like the cool or the funny kid, they could always trump like – the person that's probably going to do yeah. a lot better than them in life, you know, yeah. the nature of the beast. I wasn't a cool kid, but I was very, I was like the class clown in middle school. Right. And we, I took a tech class. It was a, a, I think it was tech two or something, but we had to make bottle rockets. Remember the bottle rockets? Oh boy. Well, yes. ADD and not knowing what I'm doing, like science. <laughs> I, I couldn't, mine didn't even get off the ground, no. but I was such a class clown. Like I told jokes, the teacher, like laughed, you know, she, she was one of those ladies that like probably didn't really like her job. And she just, I was like this jackass that like lightened the mood. She could understand and appreciate your at least sense of humor. She could appreciate it. I mean, she said like the fag word once on a joke. Like she was, oh, she was very liberal. She's so, kind of like Halber. She was like, she was, she was very reminiscent to Halber's <laughs> dialect and the attributes. So, uh, so we did these bottle rockets and at the end we had to vote for who would win. And mine, not only did I not make mine, I took somebody else's that, like, broke from another class and just slapped, like, some wings on it. Like, they, they had no aerodynamics. They were <laughs> just it, wings. Like, and mine, like, caught on fire and didn't fly, and, like, they had oh. to put it out. This other kid, this nerd that was kind of weird, like, drank potions, had this bottle rocket that potions. rivaled, like, NASA's. It was amazing. <laughs> and they voted at the end. They're like, and unanimously, Matt Clark wins. And I was like, ha, I didn't try. And this kid was like, what? what? That's preposterous. That's I preposterous. Have, I have the special NASA tiles on my rocket. It was it was amazing. But it just goes to show you, like, it doesn't matter in school. Back to John White. We're live here on Nerd35 Snapchat. Oh, Follow us on Snapchat at nerd.35 and on the podcastle at the underscore podcastle. Instant replay. Love him. Love him, Anderson. Love him. Love Telemundo. Love him. They love me. So, uh, anyway, what we're even talking about? Halsey. We got on a, on a tangent on Halsey, and we wanted to uh, – well, speaking of Dancing with the Stars, I always find it interesting because usually yeah, speaking of them, the people aren't stars anymore. It's like this is my last thing that I can do to make a quick buck and maybe turn it into some relevancy. Right. It's you like know? the last five you found in your pocket when you're leaving the casino and you're like, let's just play it because <laughs> – let, let it ride. I don't know about you, but – Nine times out of ten, when I read a headline that something somebody's appearing on Dancing with the Stars, like a Steelers player just got put on there, yes. I, I thought I always have to say who, who, and I have to like Google who it is. Um, oh, that guy. Oh, that guy. Yeah, Von Miller of the Broncos, actually the uh, Super Bowl Fifty MVP, Ooh. is uh, is on it as well as who you just mentioned, Antonio <laughs> Brown, who was. Sus- 
suspended. No, that was the other guy. Antonio Brown's the best wide receiver in the NFL right now, currently. Greg Lloyd. One would argue. I like to see somebody not so graceful dancing with the stars. Like, next up, we're having John Goodman with his weight back on. (laughs) (laughs) Rosie! John Goodman as Dan Connor in Dancing with the Stars. (laughs) Flannel shirt. Speaking of John Goodman, he's in that new movie, 10 Cloverfield Lane. Yeah. Looks good. By AJ Abrams. My buddy just texted me. He's like, "We got to see it." I think I, uh, I think I may go to the theater for that one. <laughs> Big fan of JJ. All right, so we have Von Miller, Antonio Brown, and Doug Flutie. So there's four people from the NFL. Flutie's obviously retired. Uh, I don't know what he does now. He's like a analyst for NBC. All right. I think I did read that. I did read that he was he was on there. He actually has like a career, so and obviously the other two do as well. So I'm not going to call them has-beens. Right, there are some exceptions. I think if you're a sports guy, they can get some pretty relevant sports figures on the show. But right. uh, the other guys, um, it's like dancing with the has-beens, you know, kind of like what you said. It's very. This is the last ditch, you know. Now exactly. Now last here's another. Call. Here's another bad example. There's actually a few. Like I said earlier, they're not there aren't a lot of has beens in this one. There are, and we'll get to them. They're up in their game. But they're uh yeah, they're bringing current stars in. Actually, UFC fighter Paige Van Zant. You ever see this chick? Just in the uh highlights on TV. Her nickname is Paige Twelve Gauge Van Zant. She's hardcore, man. Top ranked contender for the women's straw weight division. Gosh, when are they pretty soon it'll be like the loose leaf paper division. The divisions are getting so, like, loose and the so white light. The napkin bracket. <laughs> the toilet paper in the wind brackets. <laughs> the sock that was left out in the mildew for four days, rediscovered, tried to wash it, and ruined it more bracket by doing so in the process. The disintegrated box of brief weight class. <laughs> Uh, another person who was a has-been but now has a, a bit of a reboot in her career as well as her old show, Jody Sweeten, you know, obviously in Fuller House now. Oh, really? Right. Uh, Ginger Z, NBC, ABC News chief meteorologist. Right. Don't, don't, uh-huh. Now, this person, she popped up, and I don't know who she is, but then I saw her name and I said, ah, Marla Maples. Would you know what she looks like? Marla her. Maples is the uh, – is she the one that was with Clinton? No, I think that was like Jessica or – wasn't Marla her name like – Maples. Who was Marla Maples? I know that name. I know. I know she's famous, but I don't know why. I don't know for what. Uh, Marla Maples will also – oh, Donald Trump's ex-wife. Yes, yes. She was the one after uh, Ivana Trump. Ivana. Now, this girl, she looks familiar. I don't know what she's doing now, so she may qualify as a has-been. She was in the OC. Her name's Misha Barton. Misha Barton. Yeah, she was pretty famous at one point. Right. She was, she was on, like, every, you know, every one of these Tiger Beat magazines. <laughs> the kids are just going mad for it. Tiger Beat. Pop mag. Speaking right. of Tiger Beat, real quick, side side story. Do you remember growing up in school, they had, like, the magazines in the library, like Tiger Beat. Like, they were, like, the girly kind of magazines. And they were but always, then when, like, months outdated. 
Right. They were always like <laughs> with like pages ripped out for screening. But then Maureen came in and like censored it, like Stalin coming in. Set like, them all on fire. Yeah, got rid of them all. Anyway, yeah, so so the uh Misha Barton is on this this year's episode or this year's season? Yeah, Misha Barton. Okay. So I don't really know what she's up to now. So this may be like a, a last ditch has been effort. Uh Could just be. like Kim Fields, but she's also in the Real Wives of Atlanta. She used to be in Facts of Life and Living oh, yeah. Single Queen, Queen Latifah. Uh, Wayne, Wayne Morris. Do you know who he is? Hockey player? No. <laughs> Wayne Morris is the guy that fixed the plumbing after I clogged up the shitter last week. He's dancing, too. He's dancing with the plunger. No, who's Wayne Morris? Wayne Morris does look like an exterminator if he uh, wasn't an R&B singer from the group Boys to Men. Oh. Uh, so like he's put on a couple pounds. Was he the one with the glasses? Um... I don't know. He's wearing sunglasses in this one. He's bald with a beard. I mean, I don't know which one he is. Okay. He's the, like, I guess, like, more built guy of the group. He was, like, the muscle. Yeah. Yeah. He I doesn't think. need the money, man. Those guys cleaned up pretty good. How do I? Yeah, dude. And they How opened do for... I think... <laughs> Yeah. They actually open for someone acapella. They do acapella open for somebody yeah. big, some solo artist. They're uh, good, man. I'm not I'm not like a really a big fan or anything, but those guys can harmonize. Whenever they show up, it's good. You know, like yeah. if they do like America the Beautiful or something like that, they're always really good to listen to. Uh, silly boys. Geraldo Rivera. <laughs> He's dancing with the stars. Geraldo, senior correspondent, has worked for 2020 and other mainstream media, but he's best known for his controversial talk show, Geraldo, where arguments about controversial <laughs> topics sometimes turn physical. Yes, he's uh, stimulating. I don't know exactly. It's funny. He's got these glasses on and the lenses, they're like red. You know, it's like, what? John Lennon. You know, he doesn't look like a, a Rivera at all. No, he looks he, like he a... He looks uh, like a cowboy. He, I was just going to say, he looks like a Hank Tankum <laughs> McKetchum that's, uh, you know... How you doing, partner? Let's yeah. do some eating, drinking, fighting, and fucking. <laughs> exactly. Here for Dancing Lusty, with the Stars. Rusty Wallace could be his name. <laughs> <laughs> uh, up next, Niall DeMarco. Uh, he already stood out as the first deaf contestant on America's Next Top Model. Okay. Okay, so he's a deaf dancing with the star. I don't know how that works if you can't hear the song. Yeah, what do you do, like vibrations? I don't know. I don't know what they're doing. Uh, okay, so now we're just getting into the... Uh, did you know, Do you know who won last year? No. I didn't either until I you know, forced myself to look at this. Uh, Bindi Irwin. Oh, Steve Irwin's daughter. Daughter. She won last year. Oh, good. Good for her. I know. It's incredible. Crikey. Not going to hurt you. Not going to hurt you. Gorgeous. And that is 2016 season 22. Cast. Dancing and Stars, which I will not watch, but I know it's popular. So I can't wait. Make my comments. Can't wait. Discussion. I've only seen one episode of that. And I remember it was uh, 
I don't remember who it was, but they did Sammy Davis Jr.'s Mr. Bojangles, which I thought was kind of cool. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I like dancing, I, man. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a dancing yeah. guy. You yeah, I, I don't mind it. Um, yeah. I just hate the commercials. I hate the... Uh, I don't know. I, but it's fun to be a judge, no matter what it is. You know, that's why the Olympics are fun. You right. Know, I'm, not, I'm not a diving expert, but this summer for 18 days, I will be. Absolutely. This summer for 18 days, I will be uh, watching athletes compete in a stadium that will be ripped down and left to ruins only uh, a week later. How about what is going on there? Crazy. I mean, isn't the water like poison? Yeah, I don't know. Uh, I haven't. There's going to be some serious restructuring of the premises. <laughs> you know how many ab- abandoned Olympic stadiums there are in the world? I mean, you can just Google abandoned Olympics. It's it's amazing because you know they build these billion dollar complexes and then they never really use them again in a lot of cases. And they right. just sit there, like they the Chinese s- one and the the Athens and all that. It's, oh. uh, it's crazy. I remember the uh, what was it Beijing? Yes, they built that nest or whatever the heck they called it, and that thing's just sitting there now. It's left to rue the day. Yeah, the. Uh, <laughs> Left in ruin. I like the Olympics, man. I like the Olymp- I like actually like the Summer Olympics a little bit better than watching the winter. Me too. Yeah, there's just more going on. W- winter is more extreme, but the Summer Olympics, I feel like there's more. Yeah, things that I can like, get into. Yeah, yeah, there's like, I like the diving. I like the gymnastics. I like basketball. Obviously, I like track is awesome. Oh yeah, uh, you know, there's just so much. Um, wow. Abandoned Olympic stadiums. <clears throat> Ruin porn. Okay. Yes. The aftermath of the math of the Beijing Olympics. God, it's just like hanging out. What a waste of money. What a waste of money. Do do that? Who's in charge? Who goes that? Well, and then afterwards, we'll uh, use it for a uh, problem. <laughs> what did you just say? I said, no, 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 Oh, you did oh, yeah. it. The yeah, I think because it's like a whatever city or country hosted it, it's kind of like their banner, their flag for the rest rest of the world to see. They want to set an impression, so they're like, just spare no expense. We got to show them that this is how it is everywhere. Right, and I think some people are thinking, and then you know, two hundred years, this will be like our uh Coliseum, a Roman Coliseum. People <laughs> visit here to be a tourist attraction. We'll, we'll see wait it out. Where the Christians fought the lions. Yeah. In Los Angeles. <laughs> oh, that was Crenshaw Boulevard. It was me. It's crazy. Oh man. Wild stuff, man. Wild stuff. Do you watch Walking Dead on Sunday? Oh my God. Intense, the right? last twenty five minutes there were parts where I was looking away from the camera. I just couldn't handle like when Glenn obviously spoiler alerts, um Glenn has to go in and kill his first mm. human for the first time. Intense. First. And the whole time I'm going, it's not going to happen. He's not, you know, he's going to screw up something. You know, you're just waiting for the screw up. You're waiting for them to like get caught. And it's amazing because they make it out. Right. And you're like, oh my gosh! And then the other guy, the guy, the the one last person comes running out, like last ditch effort. Yeah. And they his get dancing it. with the stars moment. Yeah. <laughs> or like in the horror movie when the the villain comes back to life at the very last second. <laughs> it was his Jason move. move. Yes. Yeah. Ah, ah, <laughs> you kill him. At the um, end of the show, there was a uh, there was a 
obviously two of the main characters were revealed that they were kidnapped. Uh, my first reaction to that was, not again, like another drama rescue. But then I thought, yeah, they're kind of due for one. It's been a while since they had like yes. a, a good, you know, it's happened a lot. But, you know, the seasons, the show's been on for six seasons. So for them to have like another kidnap rescue scenario, I was like, they're kind of due. Kind of due for yeah. that. No, I agree, man. Um, kind of do. They are in debt. Because <laughs> think about it. Who, who's the last you know, person that was in trouble? Everybody was all together when they were fighting you know, in Alexandria. Right, right. And when the wolves came, you know, they were all together. I, I don't know. I can only think of uh, what's coming back to me is when they were rescuing Andrea or when they were rescuing Daryl. Or when Daryl was away from the group. Or Beth. 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 I like that set they had at the end of the uh, the episode. The radar, what was it, like a radar station? Radar station? Yeah, yeah. That was, was kind of like cool, s- man. Some billionaire got it to like try and find like uh, aliens. Right. And he died and it's just like hanging out there. Just chilling. Huge satellite dishes. Like love from the, in the cable guy. I love it, Anderson. Anderson. But it was it was good. It's like Biscardi said, it was really slow in the beginning. Right. You know, Carol's smoking cigs and Frenching on the front step. Making out like a like a wild cowgirl back at summer camp in the old autumn breeze days. Just doing a thing, strutting her stuff, skirting her will. Her pie kappa days. You know, just Hooking up with dudes, smoking cigs, and the then clap. all of a sudden, it it just like snapped. It just changed. <sighs> I like the character Jesus a lot. I don't know how they're gonna get out of this. Maybe Jesus will save them. Maybe he will. Why do you like him? I didn't like him at first. I was like, ah, oh, this guy's—he's jumping on roofs. He's not doing this. Right. But I just feel like I, I still—I can't—I can't feel him out yet. I can't read him. And to me, that's very interesting. You know, he's not like a one-dimensional character. He he could go yes. up, he could go either way at any second. I feel he could yeah, become a bad guy. Yes. So I think it's kind I, of interesting. He's kind of like a um, a more amplified version of uh, Merle. You know, like Merle was bad for a long time, but then he kind of got good. But you, you still didn't like him, but you were still kind of rooting for him underneath, which was kind of interesting. You kind were of just, you kind of just putting up the flag and support him. <laughs> Waving your foam finger, Merle, number one. Merle. Waving, waving it in the air. I, I think he's good. I uh, I agree with you. I think he's going to be a super, you know, important character that'll you know save Rick's life or save Daryl. You know, he'll save somebody big, right? Uh, and you know, he'll be like a permanent member. Hopefully, he'll come in for the clutch at precisely the right team. The dagger, the nail in the coffin, <laughs> the, the lock on the door, the, the lock on the door. But um, yeah, it was good. It was good. Uh, man. You, know what, it was good times. you know what I I noticed about shows on AMC and HBO? You know, you get frustrated because the seasons are really short. Yeah. Compared to compared to network shows. Aye. Uh, but the networks have so they're on from September to May. But then they have the huge holiday break in the middle. And then there's times where it won't be a new show. 
you know, it'll be like three new shows in a row and then two weeks with no new shows. Then three new shows, then right. like three weeks with no, and you're like, oh, it's a repeat. I, I I don't know what I. They're they're giving you little crumbs to keep like they're yeah, they're trying yeah. to sell more commercials. What that is, but they're like, here's right. some crumbs. Here's a new show. Here's a few yeah. more. But wait, man, what happened to the last new show? There's another one coming soon. He just gotta yeah. tune in and watch. Right, and they're all connected. And if you don't watch them all, you'll miss out on something that's not that important. You'll to the be plot. screwed. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they really they get you with doing that. It's cool. The uh, it's funny when they do that too, like The Walking Dead. You can tell a lot of episodes they have in order to like, because you know it's a complex series. They have to like bump out episodes for the fans in order to save money and time. They'll film like they'll have like two camera crews filming different scenes. That's why you see the episode that's like, oh, it's just Rick and Michonne because when they were filming that, they were filming like Daryl on the other side of town the same day. Right. They were doing that. So they can, you know. Bunch them together very quickly for a release. Yeah, it's like it's like you write the story, but then you schedule the filming completely right. differently, and then you put it all back to in into the right order. It's a menagerie of <laughs> art. It's the one thing that I fear in filmmaking is the math, because that's a math problem right there. Oh, that's a, there's a whole bunch, of, whole bunch of math involved there. There's just so many math problems. I just can't do it. My name's no. Matthew. I just, I'll be in front of the camera. You guys do all the rest of that stuff. Somebody I else. I got it. I got a funny story to share with you. Something that happened today. Preach. So I cut off my dick. No. <laughs> I was at work and uh, my boss had some kind of call with like a senator, assembly member or something. Something, what? somebody important was, was going to call and she had to pick up her son. Some hot shot. Some hot shot. Some, uh, Politician. Some big to do. <laughs> Some BMOC, big battle campus. So she asked me if you could, uh, could, could you pick up my son from school? Like, would that be okay? It's up the street. And I said, yeah, no problem. I'll, I'd be happy to get out of the office. I'll go pick him up. So yeah. she goes, all right, I'll text him and let him know you're coming. You know, I said, just tell him what kind of car I have. And she gave me the directions and all that. Okay. So I go to school and I'm in, this, I'm in the line with all the moms and the soccer vans and there's me in like the Ford <laughs> with the sunglasses on with the Beatles playing like unshaven, visibly hungover, like just very out of place. Like I'm getting looks. So I go up, I, I'm, I'm inching up, I'm in the line, you know, and I finally see her son like sitting down and he doesn't see me because he's like reading a book, like waiting outside. So I, I'm getting closer. I don't want to yell out the window. Finally, I'm there for 10 minutes. He's looking around, and I notice he's not, like, really noticing the car. So I'm wondering if she even told him. So I get closer. His name's Aaron. I roll on the window. Great kid. And I said, uh, Aaron. Aaron. And I beep the horn. And everyone looks up, all these kids, to see why this asshole is beeping, except for her son, because he's reading, like, a book. So oh. so I finally He go, doesn't even get. look. But you? He doesn't look. He doesn't notice. That's the I guess. Only one that doesn't look. He's so, engrossed in this novel. He's engrossed in this literature device. So I finally am like, kids, get get Aaron, get Aaron. So finally, Aaron notices me, and I don't know what to say because because apparently he, uh, my, I guess my boss forgot to text him I was coming. So I said the one thing you're taught as a kid, like not to listen to strangers, and I go, hey, my your mom told me to come pick you up. Oh my god! <laughs> and my boss gave him gave me his lunch to like eat in the car so i was like i got snacks 
<laughs> so I hold up like this. So right say. away, Candy. I just want to put my hands out the window and go, arrest me. Like, I'll, I'll clean this up later. Just take me. Because now people are looking and I'm like, you know, your mom told me to pick you up. I have snacks in the car. Yeah, I was going to say, it's it's like impossible for you in like – you know, the amount of time it takes to say, to like shout a, a, a quick phrase to summarize who you are, what you're there for, right. that your mother actually did send you. Maybe check your, t- you can't like mush that all into like, hey, yo, it's Matt. My name's Matt. I'm here to pick you up. Your mom's saying, like, right, oh, right. I'm guilty. I'm guilty. Arrest me. We'll clear this up at the, we'll clear at the this police up. station. Right. So he got in the car. He goes, oh, I didn't know you were coming to pick me up. It's cool. He knows who I am. So he was fine. But- oh, okay. It was just, I was so awkward. As soon as he got in the car, I was like, buckle up. Let's go. Let's go. Yeah. Sped out of there. But I'm yeah. sure there were a few faces that like, what happened? Yeah, like, who was that Is man? okay? There's an APB cre- out. Creepy guy. It's like the end got- of Sons of Anarchy. I'm like, come join. The mer- I'm driving down the 101. Yeah. <laughs> On the opposite side. Right. Against so anyway. traffic. Very yeah. violent. So yeah, that That's was amazing. it. It's crazy. That's hilarious. It's wild. It's wild, Jenny. It's wild. Speaking of hilarious, yes, the the great Brett Katzen uh, provided us with an excellent uh, review, movie review Ooh. of Dead of Deadpool, a very interesting, popular. Uh, it's it's so it has such a huge cult following that like it isn't a cult movie. It's it's bigger than that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, it's, it's every it's an event. Yeah. And it's this comic book character who just doesn't – you can't kill him. He's like invincible basically. You stab him and he heals right away. And just like Wolverine. But he's kind of an asshole. But he's also hilarious. So they made a movie. Ryan Reynolds got it done. And uh, I think he said he worked on it for like 11 years. Uh, but anyway, here is Brett's review. Let me get a uh, – Thank you, Brett. Thank, thank you as always. Your contributions. Quick sip here. <clears throat> Technically, Star Wars came out last year, so yesterday officially started what will be the biggest year in box office history. I'm guessing this is early, you know, within the last two months. Slash. Slash. Deadpool is one of the first movies made because of a demand by the fans. Ever since the disaster that was X-Men Origins, Wolverine, the fans have been clamoring for an accurate portrayal of Deadpool on the big screen. Ryan Reynolds was perfect casting back in 2009, but they completely killed the character. Ever since then, he has been trying to get another chance at bringing Deadpool to life. They shot test footage of the freeway scene and released it in 2014. This made everyone go crazy, and the true demand for the film got it green lit Reynolds interviewed writers and had picked them himself. Now, after all that hard work, the final product is here made on a micro budget when it comes to superhero movies. I think it was like 50 million or so dead. Deadpool oh, wow. still managed to, yeah, I know Deadpool still managed to succeed in exactly what it wanted to do. It's way over the top action, relentless and offensive comedy relief and more one liners than any other five movies put together. I'm guessing he's comparing that to all the other I guess Marvel. he's drawing comparisons. Comparisons to other flicks. It's the most self-aware movie ever made, and it works because of that. 
right from the opening credits, credits you know what you're getting into. Uh, the credits don't have any names, but instead it would say things like some of these might not be exact wording, but it's close. So here's like during the credits, it would say some douchebags movie starring God's gifted asshole, a hot chick, a British villain, the comic, comic relief, a gratuitous cameo written by the real heroes produced by ass hats. You get the, you get the idea. I get, I get the gist. So they get, they get the gist. <laughs> the movie opens with Deadpool in the back of a cab exchanging amusing banter with his stereotypical Middle Eastern cab driver who then drops him off on the overpass from the trailer. Now, the way the story is presented is with the freeway scene. The entire first and second acts take place at different moments during that scene, but it stops every so often to bring us up to speed in flashback. It's actually quite brilliant considering their budget because they essentially only had two only had to shoot two big action set pieces, them being this and the final battle. Oh, so they like spread it out throughout the movie. They keep going back to the fight. I got you. That's cool. I like when they do that. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, It's very Spygate-esque of them. (laughs) It's very fruitful. Uh, There is a moment in the first 20 minutes of the movie that solidifies this film inside the current... Oh, I got to make headlines. Coffee's ready. I gotta make other two boiled eggs. I forgot. Ooh, uh, <laughs> yeah, for uh, breakfast tomorrow. Delicious. Uh, the first twenty minutes of the movie that solidifies this film inside the current X Men universe because it cuts to Xavier's school for gifted youngsters, where Colossus and Negasonic teenage warhead, best name ever, are watching the carnage on the news. Every time Colossus is on screen, he talks about how they have been trying to recruit Deadpool to join the X Men and how he is misusing his powers. So if there was ever any doubt, he will most likely show up in an X-Movie, X-Men movie at some point. Yeah. So they're obviously stating that in the comics, Deadpool and Wolverine, because they're so alike, they have like a rivalry, but they can't kill each other. Oh, yeah, right, because yeah. it's the balance so, of the worlds. So they just, right, exactly. Um, I get it. Let's see here. Uh, this okay, so this is all like fanboy stuff. He mentions all the like Easter eggs and winks that go on. I'm kind High of, fives. I'm gonna breeze over that one because most fans will kind of get lost. Go see it for yourself. If you Check miss it them, out. it doesn't matter. You don't have to be a comic book fan to see it. Um, so here we go. All in all, this was a go for broke attempt at to bring a much-demanded character to the big screen on a small budget, and for the most part, it succeeded. There is so much crossover potential as well as moving its own story forward, and I can't wait to see where they take it. Also, as much as they say they were pushing the envelope with the violence and humor, I think they can push it even further. Even though it is already extremely dirty and offensive, I guess I just have a twisted mind and want to see more. On another note entirely, this movie solidified my celebrity crush of Marina Bachran. Uh, there is a moment where it freeze frames Deadpool with his two swords impaled through a guy's chest held over his head, and he narrates, and I'm paraphrasing here, I know what you're thinking. My boyfriend told me this was a superhero movie. But then why is this guy being impaled by two swords? I mean, this is technically murder. <laughs> Just like that. Which is why people love it. Exactly. If the audience has any indication of woman gratuitous violence and dick jokes just as much as we do, we do enjoy Deadpool. Thank wait. you, Brett. 
Cat Thank Cinema. you, Brett. Thank Please you like Brett, too, on Facebook at the Cinematic Addict. I like Brett's reviews, man. I like him a lot. I think it'd be funny if he did a review once, like he crowbarred one in, where it was just the entire plot spoiler. He goes, yeah, so yeah. Uh, here's my review of Jurassic World. Uh, let's start with the end. At the end, the uh, you know Cyclosaurus comes up and kills the uh, Adonis Rex, and then they go off in the sunset with the T Rex looming. That was the end. Enjoy it, fuckers. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> he's well, a good no, dude, I'm not man. See it. You I know, like he does that. mention. I forgot. I, I glazed over uh, the fanboy stuff. He talks about how the villain, the villains in superhero movies, are always like a, a weak point. You know. Uh, which is yeah. why, you know, Heath Ledger gets so much attention because right. he made the villain like the main character. Same better with Nicholson. Than Batman. Yeah, right. Exactly. Uh, so he says the villain in this one is kind of weak. Ed Screen, Screen plays him. He was in Game of Thrones and Transporter Refueled. I don't really know who he is. I could Google magic him. Yeah. Let's feed him into the Google. He's machines. kind of a weak character, like um, like uh, the Spider-Man movies. It's always like some lame villain in those. You're like, all right, I get it. Oh, you didn't like the Green Goblin? Nah, it was whatever. <laughs> it was, it was a crappy mask. William Defoe. I love uh, William Defoe. I think so... William Defoe's a great actor. Just the 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 makeup and the costume. You're like, eh, whatever. It was kind of like cartoonish. A little cartoonish. Look at Danish. So I see this guy, and I just don't recognize him from anything. William Scabs. But he looks familiar. Familiar. Oh, he was in Game of Thrones, but then they launched him and recast him. Great show. Shut up. It's not it's no Sam Crow. It's up there. You just shut your blasphemous tongue. Shut your... <laughs> I've been itching for weeks now to do a blasphemous, so I need to set you up with something here. And I'm just going to throw this out there to the listeners. Um, have you ever seen Gotti, the HBO movie with Armando Santi? Because that's a great flick. Have you seen it? No. No, you really haven't? I'm just curious. Haven't seen it. Oh, okay. Well, I was just wondering because my response to such an answer, uh, rhetorical question would be, BLASPHEMOUS! That's all I wanted to say. I just had to get it out. I had to get it out of my system. Much like I went to San Francisco this weekend, and I, Jen's friend picked us up at the airport, and I used every Mrs. Doubtfire reference until – I wanted to do this until she told me to stop doing it. So we get in the car, and her friend's name is Dawn. She's like, hey, guys. How you doing? I'm like, hello. And uh, you know, she's like, so bad. How's work? Well, for 15 years, I've worked for this lifetime. And I finally – she's like, okay, okay. We got, Wait, we got is that it. because they're in San Francisco in the movie? Right, right. Oh, okay, that's why I wasn't sure. So, oh my god, I had to just do it. I just had to get it out of my system. But yeah, so yeah. But thanks for the movie review, Brett. You know, our last show, you had to get something out of your system, and I think you thought you were on mute. <laughs> oh yeah, I had a meltdown. <laughs> Actually, here's a statement that I'm supposed to read about that. Due to extreme exhaustion and uh, allergic reaction to prescription medication. I had it. No, last last week. Uh, 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 yeah, I was. Like, by the way, Jen wasn't right next to me when I yelled. Jen, Jen left. That's why I was. I wouldn't really scream at her if she was like a, a foot away. She had people <laughs> over, and I was supposed to come out to like entertain. But I was doing the podcast. Oh, so she, really? Right. Yeah. There was you like had her. Guess? Right. So I disappeared. So she had a right to be to be angry. 
But she came in. She's like, are you coming out? And I was like, no, I'm doing this. I'm doing the show. And then she left. Interrupting a live show. So she left, and I yelled because she walked away. And I was like, you're out there a live show. But everybody heard. Her whole There was like family members that heard. They were mortified. All right, let, we have this clip, but let's wait for Biscardi. Let's wait. Yeah, for let's the give it the justice so, it deserves. We need to, we need to dissect that like Gary Delavate's "Take Me Back" uh, videotape. But I don't know why it recorded because the recorder that I use to record the shows is fed automatically from Skype. So when I muted myself on Skype, it should not have went through. So I don't know. Uh, I, I, it was very bizarre, actually. Yeah. I'm glad it happened. I'm glad it did too. <laughs> what if I was like hitting somebody? <laughs> OJ. Like, yeah. Or I, I started crying. <gasps> and like you heard me like crying. And then I'm like, hey, hey guys, sorry. I had a, I had a, I had a sneeze. <laughs> you know? But yeah, it was funny. Listen to the last show if you haven't heard it. It's good. Yeah. There's a, in the last like two minutes, you, you want to just pay attention. Uh, Clark thinks he's muted and uh, he's not. And we couldn't hear it. Biscardi and I didn't hear because I, I would have noticed that if you right. know we were recording and all of a sudden you start yelling. I'd be like, Clark, what are you doing? I sound like such a dick. But uh, that was so funny. It was funny. Um, we'll get into it. On the it's good show. times. Yeah, we'll, do it. We'll, we'll give it the uh, respect it deserves. It doesn't deserve when uh, Biscardi's back at the show. You going to watch the juice tonight then? Oh, absolutely. Can't wait. Going to make some boiled eggs. Going to get some bacon in my belly. Going to watch a little juice. Hard-boiled eggs. Thanks cool. for the reminder. I did want to just talk about one more thing before we go. Uh, and that is, so obviously when Heather and I get married, it's going to be, it's going to have all the Jewish, <laughs> the Jewish twists. Yes. To, you know, that's, that's basically wait. what I can call it. And uh, we have, to, I have to step on glass that's in this like pillowcase. I don't really know what it is. Yes. Uh, and there's like all these different reasons for it. You should have heard the rabbi tell us the story about why you do it. I think I explained it on the show, but it's just so ridiculous. I'm not sure. <laughs> Uh, <clears throat> oh, you did before to pass show. It was interesting. You know, it's like yeah. you throw glass at the wall to get rid of demons, but like now that we don't believe in demons Demons. anymore it's all yeah i know i keep hitting the snooze anyway i asked him i said what do you what what's in the pillowcase what kind of glass is it like our pillows is it (laughs) yeah (laughs) those aren't buoys um he's like he's like usually we uh we use a light bulb and I figured, ah, oh, that makes sense. You know, those things break so easily. They make a loud pop when they break. So Heather sends me today this link. And in the subject of the email, it says, you can pick whatever one you want. Is this uh, uh, judica.com? Yeah, yes. Judaica. Can't get where enough. Tradi- where tradition meets lifestyle. Or other <laughs> words, where free stuff costs money. Like they're selling you glass to smash, and I was like, Rather tree hot. Mix. They look, they look like these little vases, like these little glasses, like a wine glass without the stem, and they're colored. They're all different colors. There's designs. They're swirly, rainbow. It's it's just bullshit because you put it in the sack and then you smash it. I'm like, so I spent thirty five dollars to smash glass. Yes. 
And she's like, yeah, well, then they like melt it down and put it into a frame. I'm like, oh, that's included. And she goes, no, but they do it. And I was like, that's even more money. What the hell? Sounds good to me. Oh, my Think about God. it, though. Think about how much money people spend on like flowers and stuff that die. I mean, you'll have that. You get to break something. Yeah, but it's I awesome. can break a bulb for free. It's true. Yeah, I would just take a, a burnout like GE, you know. I'm gonna 32 put like watt five, bulb. Five little ones in there and just double stomp it. There's no lights in the bathroom. It's okay. I just took the They're lights not... out. I'm breaking shit. <laughs> so I just thought that was amazing. It just. Uh, that is cool. It, people will sell, people will buy anything. The whole site, the Judaica, is devoted the... to, to, to breaking the glass. Yeah. I love it's it. All... It's Joy. like. Uh... Well, I guess not today's day and age with Flint, but it's like buying water, bottled water. It's like the biggest ripoff in America. It's free. Yes. Yes. You know? That's great, though. Stember, lavender wedding breaking glass and bag, $35. Shards metallic wedding breaking glass bag. See, look, shards metallic. Like that, this looks like something if I step on it, it might come through my foot. (laughs) You're going to cut an artery and need to be rushed to, you know. Delray Beach Medical. I'm going to lacerate my Achilles tendon and just be like crippled there under the chopa. <laughs> <laughs> the rabbi will call you a schmeckle and summon the village priest. And nip me. Oh, I can't wait yeah. for the wedding, man. I can't wait. I know. It's going to be pretty exciting. Pretty epic. It's going to be great. Epic. Amazing. Make I just noticed on the... What's that? Book your Oh, book your hotel. Don't wait. Don't wait to the last minute. No, I'm gonna wait till the day before and just wing it. Things will pop open. No, <laughs> yeah. we're gonna book. We're gonna book in the next month. Sweet. Sweet. Uh, I just noticed on the podcast so Facebook page you posted a uh, Montgomery 1930s yes. film noir guy, which I just want to make a quick mention. We're gonna be doing a live um, radio show, much like the uh, reminiscent to the 1950s Dragnet, uh, a radio <laughs> a little, show a with John. Annie. <laughs> What's that? Little Orphan Annie. Little <laughs> With uh, John, uh, myself, and Mike playing different characters. It's a, it's a gumshoe uh, serial. So I think, I yeah, think it'll be man, fun, I, man. I can't wait. I, I, uh, Clark, you wrote the script three years ago, and I feel like we, we've been talking about it for like a year. And then finally last week, I was like, just send it to me. So I started reading it, and I started just – tweaking it and as i'm editing just just changing words right i'm i'm thinking to myself wow i'm gonna be in a skit with montgomery mother's lock up your daughters this is legendary this is so awesome i can't wait and biscardi's gonna be doing a whole bunch of different accents and we're gonna record it and play it and have it on here and it's gonna be awesome it'll be great i think we should do it the next show we should just fire it up and wing it you know yeah that's how they did it then they just fired it up there's not you know yeah Crazy, Johnny. Yeah. I we love how read. Montgomery makes up words, too, like Bouvier. It's not a word. <laughs> Doozleganger, not a it word. It is a word, though, because it capitalized when I tried to write it. It autocorrected. Bouvier Cap- is it? What the only does it thing mean? Cap- as a whole, Neil Bouvier. <laughs> I thought that was Marge Simpson's last name. <laughs> that's right. B.A. Simpson. Maybe that's why it capitalized. It's a name. Bo- the only thing that's got his cap as a whole, Neil Bouvier. And I like at the bottom, it says Montgomery, 1930s film noir guy. <laughs> I love that. That's the original title. 
Oh, it's a dog. Just... The Bouvier de Flandres is a dog. Oh, you're putting a hole in a dog. I know. What a terrible man. I know. That's what it is with movies. You could kill like 10,000 guys in a movie and people are like, eh, but you like hurt one horse and like people oh, are all over your shit. It's over. You're winning an Oscar. Hey, before we go, I wanted to ask you. I, I watched uh, Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves last night. It was on Netflix. So I was like, oh. have you seen that movie in the last past couple of years? No. It's a lot better when you're a kid, but uh, it's still kind of interesting. It's still kind of fun. You know, it's like one of those movies. Did you like yeah. the movie as a kid? Oh, yeah. I thought it was like scary, like the sheriff, obviously, yeah. played by the guy who just passed away. Snake yeah, Alan Rickman. Potter. Uh, <clears throat> he's amazing. He's such a good villain. Um, but I don't know, man. Sometimes I feel like Costner, was he bad? Yeah. I feel Ooh. like he was bad. He didn't do an English accent. He was like, he, I'm Robin of Loxley. Yeah, and he's not a bad actor, but I feel like he wasn't Robin Hood. Yeah. It was, felt forced. But that movie was big, wasn't it? It was huge. Um, I think I mentioned this on the show before, too. My old roommate, Dan, used to work at the Stars Channel. And he met the... Um, Einhorn? Einhorn. Finkel. Lord Einhorn. Einhorn is... Wait, Finkel. The crying game. And he said that he talked to the, uh, the writer of... Uh, Prince of Thieves and the reason they cast Costner was because they could only get it made with him in it because he just did Dances with Wolves and the studio was like if you want us to if Universal you know I think it was Universal if you want us to do this um, you need to get Costner that was like the stipulation so he's like I just want to get it made wow but he said the accent was pretty bad yeah the, the lack it was like, yeah they're like there wasn't an accent but there it wasn't an English accent it was just like a dramatic pause. Yeah. Remember in Robin Hood, good, Men in Tights? He's like, unlike other Robin Hoods, I can speak with an English accent. Amazing. That, that was a jab there. I have a mole? Yeah. yeah. Dave Chappelle. It's a great flick. I like both those movies. Man. I like Men in Tights and Prince of Thieves. They're, they're, they're good flicks, man. I think Men in Tights is such a timeless comedy yes. because it's Robin Hood. So Robin Hood's timeless. So then that, that the stuff that they're making fun of is always going to be funny because that's yes. what, that's the world Robin Hood lives in. Uh, and I watched it less than a, a month ago, laughing out loud by myself. It's so naked. good. <laughs> right? Always nude. Yeah. If I was that close to a horse's weird, I'd be worried about getting pissed on. <laughs> that's a that's a perfect descriptive acumen of the. Sh- that is a great movie, man. It's so a great good. Flick. And uh, they they have a guy who's blind, and his name is Blinken. And Chappelle says, hey, Blinken. And he, and he goes, did you say Abe Lincoln? Right. Like, I don't think Abe Lincoln was alive yet right. at, at that time. Not for like 700 years. Right. But that's okay. Did you say Abe Lincoln? No, I didn't say Abe Lincoln. Richard Lewis. This ain't exactly the Mississippi. <laughs> Uh, Richard Lewis, everything he says is funny. He's great, I hope man. it's worth the noise whenever right. someone is doing something and I'm in the middle of something that needs quiet. I always say, I hope it's Dude. worth the noise. <laughs> it's perfect. <laughs> hope it's worth the noise. You know what I want to do? You know when you wake up to like uh, leaf blowers and lawn cutters at like 7 in the morning, just... Uh, 
I want to follow them home at night and wait till they get into bed and then just go out their window and go <laughs> and just start turning shit around. Or just do the podcast right outside their window. Right. Hey, everybody. It's podcast. <clears throat> Live from uh, Jose's window. I think we put tonight the W column, Jonathan. Slippery. <laughs> Slippery like my head. <laughs> we can put tonight the W column. Slash it. There it is. Wait for it. We could have been there all night. He would have been like slingshot. Saying, saying different we, ones. We could put tonight the W column. Slash it. Uh, thank you for tuning in, listening tonight, everybody. Uh, please tweet us at the podcastle, at the underscore podcastle. Download all of our shows for free on iTunes and listen to uh, past episodes on Podbean at thepodcastle.podbean.com. I'm Matthew Clark with Jonathan Hassinger. We'll be back in a few days with Michael Biscardi. We are saying good night. Uh, see you. And God speed. Francisco.